0: I'm here with Rev. Dr. Gwinyan Muzurewa, who is the president of the UANC, uh, and will be running in the 2023 Zimbabwean elections. We're here to discuss the eight pillars of good governance, which is one of his many running platforms. Pillar number one is democratic governance. I'd like to ask you, how does fear affect a nation's democratic governance?
1: Fear has really uh, affected the people of Zimbabwe, In many ways. In fact, it's funny that uh, you ask that question because it is clear that both those who are in power and those who are not in power are now filled with fear and for different reasons. And so people cannot really uh, vote confidently or uh, comfortably because they are intimidated. And those who intimidate know that or are afraid that uh, someone might might retaliate. And at the end, everybody is, uh, is afraid because we may have a situation where the elections become narrow and void because of too much violence. So fear in Zimbabwe is really interfering with the whole idea of democracy because when People are assured that when you are in the ballot box, what you do is known only to you, your, your vote is your secret. It no longer applies in Zimbabwe because people are intimidated. They are told, because of their ignorance, they are told, whatever you vote, whatever, however you vote, we're going to know. So you better vote according to what we tell you. That is not democracy. That is a major departure from democracy.
0: The second pillar is macroeconomic stability. How do you plan on stabilizing this economy?
1: Macroeconomic stability is a very important pillar. And but it can only work out if we enforce the rule of law in the country. For business people to invest anything in Zimbabwe, they should they should have a sense of security. They should know that they have they are protected by the law they know that um, if there's any 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 reason to to seek uh, legal protection there are courts of law that are independent and so um macroeconomic stability can only be a reality if there is rule of law and uh, my government intends to insist on the rule of law My government intends to insist on the separation of the three branches of government, namely the executive, the legislative,
0: and the judiciary. Uh, Let's assume that the government accounting books are clean and politicians aren't making themselves rich. If there really is no money to pay the civil servants, how will you find it?
1: There is money to pay civil servants because I know that because this country is rich, I also know that unfortunately this kind this country is full full of thieves and my government, given its integrity from cabinet level to to everybody, my government insists on on honesty and so forth and so we will uh, we will make sure that the values of accountability transparency and and participation all these uh, are our tools are our values that we bank on when we when we process when we run a government and so there can never be a situation where an employer employs uh, say 5,000 people and not have a plan to pay them so any responsible government and mine is going to be one of those uh knows that uh, that uh, uh they, they know how to get the money or where to get the money in this case we know that the minerals in this country uh and and uh, and the other sources in this country uh are, are big sources of uh, of money that we can use to pay not only civil servants but even services uh, like housing and, and health care and education, we, we know that those monies are available. The problem in Zimbabwe is not money. The problem is the mismanagement of of uh, of our monies in Zimbabwe. This is what we know we can correct day one.
0: Um, On to manufacturing. We know that Zimbabweans are intelligent and they are hardworking. How will you bring in... Manufacturing jobs without exploiting your labor force.
1: Most companies uh, determine the salaries for their workers based on on what they make, so salaries uh, will be determined on what on productivity. Mm-hmm. However, I know that uh, that uh, we may have some companies from outside the country who may have. Uh, who may have other levels of pay. But if if factories, if we should have government-run factories, I want to assure you that they will be commercially run so that they are productive. And because they are productive, the salaries will be fair, uh, again, based on the productivity of uh, the activity. So how do you prevent the employee from being um, exploited? One thing that government cannot do it has happened here before, and that's why the industry in Zimbabwe collapsed. Government cannot tell private sector what to pay their workers. That is a mistake. Uh-huh. The, the companies will hire people, will announce their, their salaries and so forth, and people will decide where they want to work. And if they are happy with the salary, they'll take the job. If they are not, they, they will quit but gov- government cannot legislate salaries just like sometimes we make a big mistake to uh, uh, for for government to, to lay for example um, uh, a minimum wage for for certain say for domestic workers because some domestic workers make a lot more than others based on on the employer mm. for example my headman the, peop- the guys who take care of my cows they make more than the teachers But that's my choice. I do that because I've stayed with the guys, they're good workers and so forth, and so that is that. But government cannot tell me how much I should pay my worker because really, strictly speaking, that's none of their business. In terms of protecting uh, labor in Zimbabwe, there are unions that take care of that, and those unions, I think, are well organized. And if they become unreasonable, like like I said, this is what happened when government started to, to dictate on the on the industry how much they should pay. Companies closed and quit. So that's that's just a big mistake. It doesn't happen like that.
0: Okay. Right. In terms of um, agriculture being your sixth pillar, how do you plan to return Zimbabwe to its breadbasket glory days?
1: We are going to actually excel the glory days, uh, because now that there's more technology. Now that there's more know-how among our people, we have all these uh, colleges that train farmers. All we need to do now is to equip these young people who graduate from uh, colleges like that uh, and and then equip them with uh, with what they need to do the farming because they already have the knowledge. All they need is a piece of land and equipment. So what we are going to do is to encourage uh, young farmers to really engage in farming the best way they know and of course um one of the problems is uh, is um, cash outlay so government should have arrange will have arrangements for for uh, young farmers who, who are getting started in the industry to to be equipped to get started we we don't think that the farmer should always go to the bank to borrow money every year i think the farmer should should uh, Besides that, he, raised, he has enough money uh, saved to get started the following year, and so forth and so forth. So they are not totally dependent on government. But government has a critical role. Way back in the glory days you mentioned, government always had provision through the banks to lend money to farmers. And farmers would be able to pay back upon harvest. That was done, and so it was it was a good arrangement. We can do the same. But I'm saying we can do better because now our markets are better, uh, our, our, our knowledge is better, our skills are better, and our market, I think, are, are broader now. Uh, way back, we didn't used to export tobacco to countries that we do export now. Things have changed.
0: In terms so. of the service industry, how do you plan to revitalize that industry, and where will you succeed where others have failed?
1: Most companies in Zimbabwe are independent. They their partnerships, and so forth, and so on. The colleges that we have, a lot of them, are training uh, secretaries and uh, and, uh, and accountants, and so forth, and so on. So, with all these trained people, we would encourage Zimbabwe companies to 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 create good working conditions in their offices, because if uh, if an employee has good treatment at work, their production, their productivity is going to be better than if they feel that they are working for nothing. So we will encourage, we'll set an, a good example with the civil servants, our civil servants will be well paid and we believe that paying them well will uh, encourage them to perform better and so private companies also have to follow suit again we cannot legislate how they run their companies but if the government sets a good example i think that will uh uh show the that, that will send a signal to other companies that are trading in zimbabwe to to treat their employees uh, well
0: um our pillar number 8 natural resources how do you plan to make sure that Zimbabwean gold, for example, benefits Zimbabweans excellent our
1: Our hope in in uh, rebuilding our economy is based on mineral wealth in the company in, in the country. and so we are going to first of all, we are going to reexamine all the licensed miners to make sure that they are paying the royalties that they are supposed to pay to government we are going to uh, also do a thorough audit of all the uh, operating mining companies to make sure that they are registered those who are registered will be will be advised to do so within the first 30 days of our of our of our administration uh, beyond that it will be a, a steep uh uh penalty if not uh, revocation of of the license. But having said that, let me say that uh, because this country is so rich in minerals, we are just going to encourage big companies, mining companies, to work in conjunction with government in, in mining so that whatever they mine is not exported as raw material. Whatever they mine should be processed here. We believe in beneficiation, so to speak. Whatever is mined must be processed here so that the goods, the final product then is exported. That way it fetches a lot more money than if we send a hunk of earth, uh, assuming that it's just uh, iron, when actually it's loaded with the with diamond and the gold and so forth. and So, you know, minerals hang together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if you see a hunk of, 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 uh, of, uh, of iron, don't think it's just iron. It may be loaded. So, But if these are processed locally, then all these uh, hidden things will be exposed. And, uh, of course, there's a wealth there.
0: And, and more jobs.
1: More jobs, of course, yes. Uh, more jobs, more money.
0: And Thank it's, you. It stops them from taking the, um, taking the lithium from the soil and then selling it back to us as our own cell phone that we have to pay <laughs> incredible rates for. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I agree 100%. Okay, um, the next one deals with taxation. It's pillar number four. I wanted to save it for the end. The roads, the toll roads, so the Matari Road and such that have tolls seem to be fairly in fairly good condition. It seems to me that because the roads have been told, there's been money taken from people that travel those roads, that the money is then going back into the road in order to make it serviceable, make it drivable, sorry. Will this same approach work if brought into the cities and the suburbs? Basically, will you use taxation to improve the roads?
1: No, taxation uh, money is used by those who, who collect the taxes. Now, in the city, not everybody, of course, is a driver, not everybody owns a car. So, but in the city, say the city council, collects uh, money for whatever reason, for whatever excuse, they collect money, they collect money. What we need to see is where that money is going. There's that question of accountability. Mm. The, sit, the councils that collect money should demonstrate, should actually report to the public how they are spending money. Uh, they can spend that money to put streetlights, mm. they can spend that money to to remove trash from from, uh, from our homes. They can spend that money to make even water cheaper or to make Zesa cheaper. They have to show us where the money is going. Gone are the days where there was, where there was no accountability. In my administration, there's going to be accountability. The city councils are going to have to give the people a full account of how they spent our money. They have to be reminded, it's our money we have given them authority to spend. So we have a right to know. So the question of accountability that I mentioned earlier, uh, and the transparency, th- those are important questions. And by the way, lack of these two is what has led the country to to go to pieces the way it is. There's no accountability. That's very true. That's
0: very true. Right, so that's it for the eight pillars. Um we're going to talk about the seven core values while we are still while we still have power. Okay, so aside from the politics and your pillars of good governance, there are surely ways in which you and your party live their lives and operate from day to day. Here comes the question. In essence, what are the core values you and your party live by? Um, just give an example of one or two, or if you want to give an example of ten... <clears throat> The most important uh,
1: value, core value that I would like to discuss initially is is, uh, human rights. Uh, My party, our party, the UANC party believes that that, uh, the whole existence of government is to take care of people, to take good care of people. And so in order to assure human rights human rights observation, we, we, have to, um, we believe that uh, our government should put in place um, uh, ways of making sure that every human being is, feels safe when they travel in the streets of Harare, for example. We, we will then have to retrain our police not to be uh, fierce to the people but to be to do their work namely to protect the citizens now human rights has been has been uh, a big issue in zimbabwe because of these abductions and uh, and and the crime that is happening every everywhere fights in domestic uh, situations and so forth and those issues don't go anywhere because when once you take it to court once you take it even to to report to the police If the policeman is bribed, then that's the end of that. So human rights is a very important value that we will insist upon. There
0: cannot be democracy without human rights. So what is the difference between human rights and civil liberties? And can you give an example of each? I know you just discussed human rights. Right. Human rights, one of the
1: rights that a human being may have is the right to express themselves. So our government will, will protect uh, the freedom of speech, for example. I know there are some people who, who say stuff that nobody would like to hear, but they have freedom to say that. So freedom of speech in Zimbabwe needs to be protected and promoted because, for example, the media, if our journalists are afraid to speak the truth because they may be thrown in jail or they may be abducted by government, then we are really defeating the purpose. Freedom of uh, speech is a, is an important article. In fact, there are some religions that believe that the whole purpose of speech is to speak the truth. So uh, uh, we encourage our journalists to feel that They are free in our government, in the UNC government, they are free to report whatever they have seen. They may actually bring to the government's attention whatever is going on, and the government may have to take action on. For example, we have had so many Zimbabweans crossing over to South Africa. Okay, they are in search of food, they are in search of livelihood, and sometimes they get get in trouble over there, or even they get killed over there. You don't hear anything from our government to talk about 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 anything. They just ignore it. That means really, this government doesn't care what happens to you when you are trying to to pursue whatever may give you livelihood. So, freedom of uh, that's uh, freedom of uh, movement, freedom of assembly. That's another one. Of late, I've heard that some people, some groups, uh, clerical group. Groups of ministers gathered together to pray. When they are praying for peace for this country, they've been arrested, accused of having gathered without permission to gather. Listen, when there's a freedom of assembly, people can assemble, can pray, and, and pray for this country. They can also assemble and that's celebrate a birthday. Now, there's too much restriction. We are told that we believe that uh, that good government
0: governs less. Um, Do you think the citizens of Zimbabwe will be able to struggle through the nation's rebuilding as long as the new government is transparent with its finances?
1: I think that once the people have voted the UANC in, they are expecting that what we promise in our manifesto is going to be delivered because our history is that that of uh, of delivering what we promise and promising what we can deliver. So, honestly, people are going to expect a difference, and they will experience, they will uh, enjoy the difference that we bring. In fact, uh, uh, at this time, I've heard some people who say, your manifesto is so good that we wonder why you have been uh Away yeah <laughs> why have you been quiet with all this good stuff? Mm-hmm. and so they are looking forward to to uh, the uh, government of the UANC because we are people of integrity.
0: So what is your answer to that question as to why you've been away with all this good stuff?
1: Yeah, I've been away for many for one reason uh, and that is, Maybe the same reason that f- about 4 million Zimbabweans are in diaspora. <laughs> I've been away because I was working. Uh, and uh, and uh, now I've come back because this is my home. So I've come back and I want my home. I want my home country to be as good as other countries, especially say countries where we have been. Uh, there is uh, rule of law. Uh, there is a clear separation of, uh, of, uh, of powers. The, the judiciary, uh, the executive, and uh, the legislative. There the are clear uh, 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 powers of... Uh, there the are checks and balances in the structure, in the government structure. And also, of course, I've come back because I, th- I know I have something to offer to my country. My country is struggling. My country uh, is, um, is suffering. My country people are suffering for things that I know I can contribute to. I cannot do it alone. I'm going to invite Zimbabweans who care for their country to join hands with us as we try to improve on the situation, economic situation. Uh, The corruption must be uh, eliminated and uh, and, and all these abductions, the human rights abuse must be reduced to zero. And all that. So I've have, I have come back to make a contribution to a better Zimbabwe.
0: Um, servant leadership is a word used by almost every politician. Can you define for us what real servant leadership is and what it is not?
1: Real servant leadership is uh, to do with knowing that when you are appointed, for example, to presidents, to the position of president, It's not that you are the most important person in the country. You have been given the most important assignment. So you are supposed to serve those who have appointed you. You're supposed to be at their disposal, so to speak. So for me, uh, servant leadership means really you understand the needs of the people and you are going to make sure that their needs are met. You don't have to do the physical work yourself, of course, but you make sure that you put things in place to make sure that uh, that the people who have put you in place receive the benefits of uh, of your leadership. Serving leadership does not mean that you 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 sweep the streets. I the other day I saw the president of uh, the president of Zimbabwe picking picking uh, trash in the streets on a Friday to demonstrate humility. I don't know what he was demonstrating. And the reason I laughed is because, that's a joke for me, because the president takes people f- from the offices and take them in the streets to clean up the street when there are hundreds of other people in the street who are looking for work. Why don't they employ these people who are looking for work? Matter of fact, the people in the streets are the people who throw trash in the street. The people in the offices have trash cans. They put their trash in the cans. So I don't know what that's going on, but you know what? He thinks he's doing a wonderful job, and I have nothing to do with that. All I know is I'm not going to be picking trash when there are people who are looking for work, including picking trash. Mm,
0: okay. All right. <clears throat> Zimbabwe is not at war, but you speak uh, for the of the urgent need for peace. Can you please explain what you mean about the need for peace when there's no war going on?
1: Yes, it has been said, peace is not just the absence of fighting. Peace is the presence of justice, a feeling of security in people. So in Zimbabwe, as I said earlier, a lot of people are afraid. And once people live in fear, there's no peace. So um in Zimbabwe whatever elements are bringing unrest uh like the the violence the intimidation the corruption uh, all these things really uh, reduce our 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 feeling of being at home so real peace comes with real justice in this country once once there is a sense of justice uh, a sense of security, then we can talk of peace. But one, as long as those don't exist, there is no peace. Peace is not just about fighting somebody. You can be at war with yourself. You can be at peace with yourself. And of course, you can also be at war with other people and at war uh, with yourself. So peace is very an abused word uh, because people have always associated that with just the absence of fighting. Okay. All right. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, thank you very much for your I want to
1: thank you. What, why are you asking me all these questions? What, what, what do you think? Tell me what you think, <laughs> Grilled mister. Chicken. <laughs> Grilled chicken. chicken. All right. Now we're good. Thank you, Dad.
0: All right, welcome. welcome. <laughs>